guys, it's another exciting adventure behind the timeline. I'm Lindsay, and uh, here with my co-host Scott. Hello, everyone. How are you? Are you excited? Answer me are right you now. Excited? I'm great. I'm stoked. <laughs> we're we're here for I the pop culture playback for this week, and we're mm-hmm. gonna hit on some some cool stuff. We've got some cool news. We're gonna talk about the finale of What If, and we're gonna talk about the Muppet Haunted Mansion. Dude. Now avail- both now available on Disney Plus. Oh my god! I can't I even know. tell you how thrilled I am. Like I, I thought, I thought no. it came out on the twenty second, and then We've when you texted me the other people. day and you were like, "Hey, it's like right here," I like, I shat my girlfriend's pants. Like we were so excited. <laughs> you like it? You didn't respond to that text for a little while, and then when it clicked, well, you were I like, "Wait, out. are you saying I what now? What?" Yeah, <laughs> was, I was like, yeah. "What the fuck?" What are you talking about? Like, I know. So, yeah, I can't wait to talk about that. Way more stoked to talk about that than I am the finale of What If, even though it was fine. I'm just, I am I am glad yeah. that is over, guys. I am not it's not, I'm though. looking forward to Hawkeye. It's over for now. Well, yeah, we got a second season confirmed, so. Yeah, but we can decide whether or not we want to cover that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's I'm, true. At least we're going to know what's coming up. Like, I didn't dislike, I would still watch the show. I just honestly was like, that's why we started splitting this up and covering some more stuff because it was like I don't really want to talk about it for an hour so I'm not sorry it's over and that there's going to be more cool stuff coming like I'm excited for just more stuff in Marvel that's taking place after the snap I like in the real timeline we just don't have that much of it yet even though we kind of have a lot I don't know it's weird we're in a weird situation we are and you know what's really funny and I don't think I've ever like said this before but like for those of you who like don't know me um i'm a gamer and one of my favorite games to play because it makes literally no sense whatsoever is Fortnite. um and we just lost like all of our viewers right there um that's so funny i'm like damn i i actually was going to uh make a video game reference in our last episode and forgot are you serious um, that's funny as fuck I was just really feeling like the Red Dead Redemption Two vibes. In oh my god! Yeah, Wars. like 100%. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to see that bitch Medusa or whatever. Dude, like, that would be so funny. She could make a Red Dead cameo. Like she would fit right in there. In, I would in love that. Florida. That would be so yeah. funny. But but go so, on. So like, so Fortnite, sure. Yeah. So Marvel shows up in like the weirdest places, and like currently in this chapter of Fortnite, Carnage is one of the unlockable skins and I want That's you guys cool. to know that while I love Marvel collaborations and crossovers and stuff I'm on this like thin line of being burnt out on certain things and that's yeah. one of them Fortnite skins yeah, yeah I can like, see that what if was cool Again, there has not been a single episode that I have said out loud. I'd watch this again. Right. I just... I think their formula works for having three or four movies a year. And then now these shows is fine. But I think What If was just... I don't know. And now that we're at the end of it, I feel like I can say this. Um, I feel like it was unnecessary. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, we'll get we'll talk more about that. I guess soon. 
I guess. Yeah. Should we just finish covering it now? Should we just hit all of I what mean, if right up front? Or yeah, do we want to circle I, back around to it? Honestly, because there isn't a lot I have to say about this last episode. The only two things that really stuck out to me was it was dope to see Gamora in Thanos' armor with his weapon. Mm-hmm. And hearing Chris Hemsworth scream when the the watcher picked yeah. him up was a fucking funniest shit to me. He was the highlight for sure. Yeah, of the he episode. was. Like, Chris Hemsworth is kind of great and everything. I agree. I Yeah, that was cool. We didn't get that episode. That was apparently an episode, like the Gamora episode was pulled for mm-hmm. COVID issues during yeah. production. Um, so, but I definitely thought that was cool. I thought it was neat seeing everybody together. I liked the... Uh, you know, sort of Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Pull everybody together. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Like, yeah. You know, that was kind of fun. Um, but I just... No Spider-Man was pretty stupid. Yeah, I didn't get that. Um, yeah, I thought it was funny that uh, Captain Carter was still a carbon copy, like that opening scene. Mm-hmm. Like, Captain Carter just is like, no, you're just still going to be exactly what happened to yeah. Steve Rogers in the primary timeline. That's your life. Sorry. You don't get anything individual to yourself. well and it was that's exactly how it feels yeah it was so i thought it was funny because because we hated that in the in the premiere i was like oh and i see things haven't changed in this version of the multiverse i actually think i said that out loud i was like oh here we go yeah great another like it's exactly the same for her and then uh kind of loved like that they they don't want tony yeah i (laughs) I was kind of here for that. And I I noticed this pattern that, like, Tony just gets, like, shafted in every episode that he's in. This is the only one where he doesn't die, I think. I think it is, yeah. I think you're right. Which I did, I thought that was kind of cool. I like that Tony dying seems to be kind of a... Trope. Those, well, like, no, like an inescapable, what did they call it in the Strange Oh, Doctor a Strange finite episode. point. Or whatever, yeah. Like, that. which Fixed also, point. I'm like... I don't care. Like, yeah. please don't add to the lore right now in a way that I'm not mm-hmm. sure is canon. Like, I can't. I don't need that. So, well, don't do that when we're God. two months away from No Way Home. Don't like. Yeah. I don't. Don't do that shit. Yeah, we're still establishing a lot right now, and we just had that Venom post credit, and like, yeah, like, come on, I yeah. so schmer. Um, <laughs> I like. I mean, my note that I made while I was watching this is, I hope this big fight uh, and the war over the stones just ends up killing all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, I just, I don't, I'm glad it's over. That's honestly all I have to say about it. It was cool seeing everybody uh, get together. I I think that this show has been fun. I don't think it has been podcast worthy. That is my takeaway from it. This I, I would agree not with been that. This isn't something that like my buddy, my best friend Matt and I, like we talk about everything Marvel. Like every time something Marvel happens, we're like, oh my god! Like, dude, when the Hawkeye trailer came out, we were texting for like an hour. Dude, same um, with like me and um and Ben, who yeah. you know, right? Like yeah. the same thing. Hi Ben. Um, Hi Ben. <laughs> like we always, but I don't even think he's watching this. Yeah. Like we're, it, we haven't discussed this once. <laughs> like it's yeah, just, that's the thing. Like I, nobody cares. It's fine. It's it's fine. I would I would be totally watching it, but um, but it's just there's really just not a lot here to talk about. So I am, I'm really excited for stuff that applies to the canon. 
I yeah. appreciate their attempt to explain to us how the multiverse works. It was mildly entertaining, just not worth really talking about very much. And well, honestly, it was just nice to see them actually try to explain it. It wasn't just yeah. like, well, here it is. I'm glad this existed. I just, if I had friends who didn't understand the concept of the multiverse, which I don't. Right. Because, like, you know, <laughs> but but if I did... <laughs> You know, like, okay, like my dad, for instance, mm-hmm. who I doubt is listening, but if he is, hi, dad, I love you for trying. Hello. My dad is in his 70s, and he doesn't oh, totally shit. understand the concept of the multiverse. Like, I can't remember the context that we were talking about it, and it might have been this Marvel stuff and what's going on, or I don't know, mm. but, but I mentioned it, and he was like, wait, I don't understand. You mean, like, we can just have, like, I think I was talking about, like, legit like maybe crisis on infinite earths and like the flash that that tracks with all of the shit that's come up to this point right um and he was like wait i don't understand that what do you mean yeah and i'm like no it works like this and he was like his mind was fucking blown i think i was explaining (laughs) all the supermen because he likes superman oh yeah he knows that and i was like yeah so we can have like this superman and that superman and then this superman he did this stuff and then this one he did that and then they're together and he was like what the fuck so i appreciate that if there's anyone out there who like didn't have their head around the multiverse that they got this show like i hope that that helped get you ready for what's to come and that you you feel prepared now Mm -hmm. i i hope people enjoyed it but but i'm i'm glad it's over do you have a rating for like overall to be totally honest with you i really kind of don't because i kind of don't either again it was just i wanted to get past it yeah by the end of this i was just like all right here we like we're done this is a total five out of ten for me like some middle and marvels like almost always above a seven so i'm like exactly that's the thing like that's the thing i just was not this was not a favorite thing if this if this somehow got removed from Disney Plus I would not be upset not being able to watch it again. I wouldn't notice. Yeah. So, alright. Is that everything? We, can we be done? Can we move on to like the shit that We're happened this week on. that I'm way more I'm excited to talk about? washing my hands of it. Alright, so leaving Muppet Haunted Mansion for the end of this. For the end of this. Yeah, let's talk about the news. I'm so surprised that you got a yikes from this. Yo, biggest yikes. Do you want to... I'm about to rant about this. I want you to know No, I just... So, like, the biggest news that I thought was coming out this week was that... um, Well, until I saw Lindsay's note, was we got a trailer for the prequel to the Game of Thrones show. Yeah, Um, House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon, yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think... Mm -hmm. I, I think I don't understand my world anymore because Lindsay just does not appear to have been happy about this in any way, shape, or form. So I'm going to let her rant now because I want to hear about why. Yo, here's the deal. Not only am I not happy, not only did I rate this with a yikes, I'm fucking actively pissed. Like, I'm about to rant. I'm going to do it. So here's the deal. Let's go. I really, really like A Song of Ice and Fire a lot. Mm. It's highly invested in it for a long time. Those who know me know there were some years where I was like (laughs) really fucking invested in A Song of Ice and Fire. Now, Season 8 Game of Thrones is a separate conversation that we will have mm-hmm. and which colors my feelings about this only like 25%. Because, yeah. yeah, first of all, I'm like, all right, well, nobody gives a fuck about that franchise anymore. Sorry, you guys. You jacked it. You don't even have the right HBO. Try Like, sorry, you fail, HBO. You fail Fantasy Wars. Oh. I mean, you there's a reason up. why D&D got their Star Wars mo- trilogy taken away from them. Yoinked. 
Yeah, yeah. fuck that. Like, you guys had no respect in the end for what you were doing. D&D specifically. We're just like, I'm bored. Give me a Star Wars. And I'm like, no, fuck you. Yeah. Really? Like, you guys were responsible for seeing this to the end. And it was not great. And it pissed me off. And I think that... The, HBO lost Fantasy Wars, and I would really like for this to take several seats so that the Wheel of Time and the Lord of the Rings... Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. Sit down. You had a decade. You had a decade to not fuck this up, and you couldn't help yourselves, and (laughs) season eight was a nightmare. The real problem, though, because that's like 25% of my gripe here, and I'm 100% griped. (laughs) My real problem... (laughs) Let's go. 75%. I'm revved up. George R. R. Martin... And the entire fucking estate surrounding Game of Thrones and A Song of Ice and Fire deserves zero fucking money until I get another book. I do oh not want to see yeah. one more goddamn thing. Do you know what, what George R. R. Martin had the fucking gall to do? George R. R. Martin has produced two, two, like, background anthology, like, oh, what the yeah. fuck is this about books? He Like, House of the Dragon and... Uh, the World of Ice and Fire. I think it's called House of the Dragon is the, the other book. It makes sense. T- two of them since the last book in his series. They get, they have no right to continue this franchise if it is not the winds of winter. Period. Fucking full stop. Until I have wins, they have no right to continue this franchise in any way, shape, or form. HBO, Martin, D&D, fucking any of them. Go back to your house in Santa Fe and write this motherfucking book or sit down. I don't want to hear it. If I see that son of a bitch at the Emmys again, and I don't have the winds of winter in my hands, I am going to riot. I, oh I am so, Who the fuck gets to put out two world-building anthology books and not the winds of winter? It has been a decade. What Dude, the fuck? This so is that's amazing. Until I have that book in my hands, he has no right. I'm like, if you're you're just and then D and D are like, oh well, George is over there. He's just not gonna finish this series. That's fine. We're just gonna shit all over it. So then nobody gets to find out what happens. Magic, fuck you. It's not in it. The lore, <laughs> fuck you. It's not here. Yep. It just <laughs> no, 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 no. I the I am so I fucking love mad. This so much. So here's the thing, though. I'm gonna totally watch this show. Oh, I know. See, that's the thing. Like, I knew. <laughs> We're probably gonna I cover knew, it weekly. <laughs> I know, and I knew reading Yikes, I was like, "This girl's about to watch this fucking show, and she's still gonna be so pissed hard. about it." Like, I'm gonna watch the fuck out of this show. Yeah. <laughs> you know well, what I didn't do though was buy the other book. I actually refused. I never. I oh, did really? buy. I bought the World of Ice and Fire. Um, okay. Because even though I was pissed about it, I couldn't help myself, and I, yeah. I came into reading the books. Like during season two of the show, so I can't claim to have like read them from the beginning in the nineties. Right, like I'm not gonna yeah. pretend to be that. For those people, I congratulate you on on your continued existence. Like I would be so like. Oh, I'd, dude, I'd be. I, I would be a fucking ruin. Wreck. I would yeah, be a wreck. I would, yeah. I, yeah. So respect to you guys for like still walking the earth. Like I'm like that's Jesus Christ. But so I only came into it, you know, then and but uh, like in the early 2010s, but. So I got the book then because I was, like, hyped. And I still believed, right? I was still a sweet summer child. Right. I was like, we're yeah. going to get wins. Like, that's all right. Like, you put this out in the middle. Like, <laughs> It's coming. That's all right. It's coming. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Wins the winter is coming. It's fine. It's fine. That was in 2000 and I swear to fucking God, 11. Yep. That's yeah. 10 years so, ago. So, so... 
just no. Maybe that came out in. I think actually that book came out in like 2014. But I, I think I think the last book I in this don't series, remember. Dance, came out in 2011. Dance of Dragons. But I think the anthology book was like 2014, 2013, 2014. Oh, but, that's right. Uh, that's right. That's right. But I was around that time. I still was like, we could get the book in 2015, 2016. Like that's realistic. That'll happen. Um, it's 2021, guys. We got nothing. He didn't finish it in the pandemic. Like, we got no updates. Dude, that's what blows He's just my not mind. not going to write this fucking book. That was the perfect opportunity for him to get this done. And he was He's just like, fuck it. So like, stupid up. blog being like, I'm working so hard on wins. And I'm like, fuck yourself. And then he, <laughs> she had the gall to show up at the Emmys and they awarded that season of television the Emmy. You know who didn't win the Emmy? Better call Saul. So oh, I fuck. Swear to God, I will watch this and I will be mad. So that's the that's that's my I rant. I'm really no. thank you for the the opportunity to put that out into the public because <laughs> I am fucking pissed. But you are how do so you feel welcome. about it? Are you a Thrones fan? Like I, I so, I'm a fan of good writing. I'm a fan <laughs> of conclusions. I'm a fan of things being set up and paying off. Yeah. Like the whole thing about Ramsey having an obsession with the dogs. And then him getting killed by the dogs, I was like, love that shit. Mm-hmm. Love it. I'm here mm-hmm. for that. Let's see it again. Roll that track. Um, and then we get to eight, and they're like, oh, my God. Jon Snow is the rightful heir of the throne. Hey, check this out. We're not going to address that in literally any way. Ever at all. Prince yeah. who was promised, fuck you very much. Mm-hmm. You wanted to find out about oh that? Oh, my God. No, Sam fan this out. He's going to help him. He's coming back. Just kidding. Born a winter, nothing. Yeah. Just all that, just nothing. Just Arya for no reason is the one that kills the Night King. Sick. That was never set up in any way for any reason whatsoever. They were like, let's just solve that problem in like ten seconds and move on. And then Bran is king. And here's the fucked up thing: is that the the overwhelming likelihood is that Bran is going to be king in the book. But the actual oh, way well, that yeah. we get there, like it's almost guaranteed that it'll be King Bran. But how we get there is obviously going to be different. And now I'm way never different. going to fucking find out all of the magic. What's going on with the White Walkers? Who are they really? Yeah. What is their society? We're just never going to find out because Martin's not going to write this book. And that's why, like, I'm I'm mad at season eight. Season eight was not good. No. Season seven even wasn't even wasn't very good. Well, so here's my but. thing about that whole fucking process from seven to eight. Up to seven, Danny's entire shtick was freeing people. Was yeah. was erasing captivity and slavery and servitude and reclaiming what is rightfully hers, or so she thought. Her and then we get to season like, eight, and we'll she's like, I'm going to destroy this city because you guys killed one of my friends. Uh, yeah. Winterfell's going to be a part of my kingdom because I said so. Fuck what you think, Sansa. I know you're here is, to help me, but kiss my ass. And I'm like, what are we doing here? How did she just, like, the minute she touched down in Westeros, she's got, like, the Mad Titan thing? Or, like, the Mad King sickness or whatever yeah. that her fucking grandfather had because they didn't because the D were like no we want to do a star war because hbl was like do as many seasons as you need they needed an additional season or for the last two seasons not to be like half seasons where they're like six episodes was. they both were and it was like seven episodes and five or seven and six and the whole thing with danny is like because have you read the books 
I read the first one, and then it gets. Okay. I think it's in the first one where she fly. No, I think it's the second one where she flies with the dragons for the first time. No, it's not till like the fifth one. Oh like, shit! Then maybe I have yeah. read them all. And it's just been such a long time. I just remember reading to the point where she gets off the dragon from riding the first time, and he just so colorfully talks about how she shits herself. That's the last book. That's and the I'm end. like, dude, why? And Jon Snow's death, that's where it leaves us. Well, for oh, reasons right. I won't get into here because we could go for a long time. But Danny's whole thing is, like, that she just does the thing that she believes to be right. And so it's not that her thing is freeing people or her thing is, like, uh, like all of these specific values. Danny's value is that Danny is in charge. And that Danny gets to do whatever Danny wants to do. And they just didn't have enough time. They didn't quite build it up right. She was everybody's hero. But it's like, she's such a fuck up. And she is. Uh, this is where the books are going to. And the books are well written. Like, I wouldn't love them so much if they weren't well done. And her yeah. arc is like much clearer the way it's going in the books. That so like, it is just whatever she thinks is the right thing to do. And her yeah. whole thing where she shits herself and she has the fever dream is that she's having a fever dream and Mary Mazdur is there. And it's like, who are you? The dragons remember. And you're this badass. And it, the point is, Season eight did not make that work. They what they did was skip a ton of steps to get to like this. George R. R. Martin was like, "This is how it ends," and they were like, "Okay, we'll just do like." <laughs> yeah. And it just the I so House of the Dragon. This is gonna. But if if I see George R. R. Martin's name on a fucking credit, I'm gonna break the TV. If he'll I be, see that he'll, he's he'll be a, at this. bare minimum, he'll be an executive producer. And if guys, honestly, we're spending so much time on this because there wasn't a whole lot of stuff in the news. Yeah, but let's move on. This but is, yeah, I'm just, it's that, just because I'm pissed. Because I just... I know it's adorable, but it's also like I feel for you and I understand. Honestly, like I'm gonna put it in perspective for everybody else. It's like how I've like, dude. When we get there, ask me anything. I swear to God, at any point, anybody, I'm inviting you guys to do this now. Tweet me, send me a fucking email, message me anywhere. Ask me a question about the gray Jedi. And watch me flip the fuck out. Oh, I would like to do that. Let's save that for yeah. Anytime we're talking about Star Wars, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the great, the gray Jedi. I love that you have a whiteboard too. That shit cracks me up. Oh yeah, the whiteboard's there. Don't worry, we have a note now to to get you upset in the next round. The whiteboard stays on during podcasting. Um, but yeah, um, let's let's jump the to the next one. The next two bits of news will be quicker on and also make yeah. me really happy. So um, the Flash wrapped filming. It's a real thing. We're going to get a Flash movie. Mm-hmm. So, Finally. Yep. I'm I still, think it's about time, too. That got delayed enough. It got delayed forever. It's been in production hell. Yeah. And the Flash is the best DC hero. Fight me. No, I totally agree. Possibly the best superhero. Fight me. I don't like, agree with that. Flash is so fucking awesome. He's up. He is top... Five like power let like the flash is fucking dope. I'm so excited. He is. So, and what's crazy we'll is like the shows more. don't ever pinpoint well. And again, the show the CW ha- show is how a lot of people are introduced to the Flash, and what happens in that show is what a lot of people know. And for the most part, a lot of that stuff is canonically accurate. The things that aren't are like really kind of minuscule things. Like Killer Frost was not a friend of his at first. Well, neither was, like, Cisco. Like, they bring in, yeah. um, you know, or whatever his comic book name is. I don't know. Oh, I don't vibe. remember, isn't it? Yeah. The vibe. Vibe. Yeah, they bring in people from all over the place. Like, it's all... It's not... Yeah. 
But like, Wait. so if anybody's ever read, or better yet, because I know most people don't read anymore, which is sad, but whatever, it's the life we live. Um, if anyone has ever seen DC's animated film, The Flashpoint Paradox, so there is literally nothing in the world more amazing to me than Professor Zoom's uh, monologue about how Barry is the root cause of everybody's pain in that universe. I, I love fucking that you're such a fan it. of Flashpoint. That makes me so happy. I have both seen that and read Flashpoint. Yeah. Yeah, and it's It's great. awesome. It's, yeah, I mean, I, and I think they have a real opportunity to, like, fix the DCEU. Mm-hmm. And they're well, and the fact in that the Ben multiverse. Affleck came back for Batman is a great sign, too. Yeah, well, and also Michael Keaton. Michael right? Keaton. Like, there's, yep. like, they're playing with the multiverse right now in Flash, and I'm really excited to see DC do that because... Honestly, like they need to just do that. Let's do yeah. so. Let's that'll be great. Flashpoint the fuck out of the DCEU. Keep the good stuff. Like it's fine. We'll fi- so I'm. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I'm really, really excited for it because I just really love speedsters. So I can't wait to like mm-hmm. talk about the Flash more as we come up before it. Maybe we can do an episode on Flashpoint Paradox or something. I don't know when we before that yeah. movie comes out. So I'm stoked there. I'll try and get and my then, best friend uh, Sydney to come on. Yes. Want to talk about the Flash? She loves um, the Flash. I'm always trying to talk about the Flash. I'm not even that much of an expert on it. I just love. I just no, I know you just love the Flash, and that's that's I what just I love like. The Flash. It's just an. It's just like this unbridled, like innocent love of of speedsters and of this superhero. And I don't know that much about him. And I didn't before like this year. I like discovered the Flash, right? Yeah. Because I just I just, I don't know. I don't you know. Um, but God, I love him. Um. But so that we can move along towards the Muppets here, the other piece of news that was big this week was Wheel of Time at New York Comic Con. Yeah. Um, and that was on the 8th. So that was super, super exciting. We got casting news. So we have Sierra Coveney. It's cast as Elaine. Okay. Super, super exciting. This is season two casting news. Um, oh, shit. Okay. I didn't read that part. Yes. This That's is season awesome. two. So, so for my Wheel of Time fans, Elaine confirmed season two, not season one. And I think, um, no spoilers, but we all know what that means that they're going to cut and I'm fine with it. She shows up for one quick scene in, in the first book and that is very important going forward. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm fine with it. We'll figure out a way to shoehorn that, that in. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Natasha O'Keefe, big question mark, but it's looking like she's going to be either Alana or Lanfear, and I'm voting Alana. We'll see. Um, it would be cool for her to be, if for either of those characters to be confirmed. So I hope they confirm who she's cast as. And then uh, Mira Sayal, I think they did confirm as Varen. So fuck yes, Varen's awesome. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. I was like, bum, she's on in season one. She's another Aes Sedai, um, and she's super 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 cool she is of the brown aja so she's focused on learning and all things books and knowledge and history hell yeah i'm already here for that yeah i feel like maybe you would totally be brown aja um i often (laughs) am i can't tell whether i'm a brown or a blue i'm definitely a blue during politics season i feel like a lot of this is like when people are like dude you're super smart you should have been like a ravenclaw it is it's so the the aja colors are are definitely going to be our Harry Potter houses for mm-hmm. a new time, but there's seven of them. Oh, so shit. Okay. that's really fun. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch. So I, I generally 
fluctuate between the blue and the brown, but but of course mm. lately have transitioned to the red, as we all know. And I'm still, I will be a red Aja until further notice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for your salvation. Right. But I'm really excited. This is, So the, the Aja stuff and like the structure of the Aes Sedai, who are the magic users, is something that's going to be better fleshed out in the show right mm-hmm. away, as as evidenced by the clip that we got at Comic-Con that's really exciting. We got dialogue. We got an actual scene Hell from the yeah. time. Did you watch it? No, I, I refuse to watch anything besides the first trailer because I'm okay. starting the book tonight. Yes. Oh, my God. That makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, the scene that we got is like from basically in that kind of first chapter after the prologue. So it was oh, like okay, cool. really early stuff, introducing some of the main characters. Um, I won't really go into it here just yet. We'll probably talk about it during the primer. But one of the big, big questions that came out of the trailer was answered um, in this clip. So there was a bit in the trailer that book readers were like, what the fuck is that? <clears throat> and it looked so cool. It was when, uh, when she comes up with all the colors on her. Oh, um, yeah, out yeah, of the water yeah. in the trailer, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, what is this?" And it could be any number of things from the book. Like it's very, it's not unfamiliar to us. Um, she's coming up in the seven, the colors of the seven ajas, right? And we were like, "What are we looking at? What the fuck is this a coincidence? Like, what's going on?" And they kind of <laughs> confirm what happened in the clip that we got, which is really cool. So that was awesome. Um, I think everyone came out of that really happy, and we got to see like a number. I, I think we got to see all. We got to see four out of five of our main Emmonsfield characters in that clip. Oh, so okay. it was nice. super, super exciting. Yeah, it was I'm I can't wait, you guys. We got Perrin and and Rand talking about girls, which is great. There's I can't wait. There's a running <laughs> joke through all of the Wheel of Time where all the boys are like every time they're in a, a situation with um with a girl that they like. It's like, man, I wish I wish Perrin was here. He re- he really knows what to do with women. And then you get a Perrin scene. And he's like, I wish Matt was here. Matt's the one who knows about girls. And like, they just oh all God. think that each other knows what to do, and none of them knows what to do. <laughs> That's amazing. So I was, yeah, I'm I was very very pleased with that. We will. Um, I'm unclear whether that's what we're getting as a second trailer. But Uh-oh. sometime in early November, I think, because October's pretty stacked for us right now. Sometime in early November, we will do our primer episode and get stoked mm-hmm. on real time. Um, but moving on to the, the main event. Yeah, I'm ready. Absolutely. That's an, I had a lot to say about the news for this week. Sorry. I do, yeah. No, you're totally fine. That's exactly what this is for. And I'm super here for it. But now what I'm here for is the Muppet Haunted Mansion. Tell me what you thought. Dude, I fucking, I had literally one problem with this movie. Okay. Tell me. A sing, I had a single problem with this movie. I hate whoever they have voice acting Kermit. Yeah, I, you mentioned I just that, and I didn't notice it. It didn't bother me, but I remember you said that before we went into it, and I was listening for it. It's all I hear is he sounds just like a younger, unpolished Kermit. He sounds like someone's trying to imitate Kermit at like a, a college party or something. I'll have to do like a side by side. Yeah. Um, and listen, like, well, who's a Kermit that you approve of? Literally any Kermit before that. Any other Kermit? Any Muppet anything? anything? Yeah, whoever they had doing the Kermit in 2000, I think it's 2008 is when the movie came out. The 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 the, remake of the Muppet movie? Yeah. Whoever they got doing that one, I was fine with that. But then for no reason at all, this one's just like, 
yo, go get Charlie from accounting. He does a really good Kermit. He's just well, hey, here's the good news. Kermit had like three lines in this movie, so you yeah, didn't have really to deal with him too one. much. He really wasn't. He was, and where he was in it, I thought was funny. I thought the clips of of Kermit, oh my um, god, at their party was really funny. Like him and Piggy dressed as each other, I Dude, thought was great. The funny, my the two funniest parts, honestly, to me were uh is when someone is just confused about something that just happened like they're as confused as we are like uh when he's like oh did someone say cheese and kermit's like no no what the whole muppets do meta humor like that really really well yeah right where they're like wait what or like this is a kid's movie you can't say that and like what's the matter with you what's the matter with you just like they they have always done that really well and this movie was no exception like the jokes were so so funny and i i started sort of like making a list of the ones i thought were really funny and then i just couldn't even keep up with it and i'm just saying gonna go ahead and say everything and it was really great it was Um, it was like i i love so I know you have a problem with this and I saw your notes about it and I actually do have yeah. a problem with it too because I don't fucking understand why it's Pepe it. and not Rizzo. Yeah, I don't get that. Fuck but yeah, I miss Rizzo. I really I miss too. him. I do too. But with that, I will say one of the other funniest parts in this movie was when uh, Will Arnett is speaking Spanish to him. That and he's was like, hilarious. oh, you speak Spanish? And he's like, no. And then Pepe's no. like, what? <laughs> that was so funny. Like, I, I also get that... And again, this was, like, not my favorite part of the movie. So I think it should have been Rizzo, and I think they should have switched things up a little bit. But because they wanted to do yeah. the Black Widow ride, yeah, which is a cool part of the ride, mm-hmm. um, I think it makes sense that she's here. And I think mm-hmm. it makes sense that Pepe is the Pepe character. Pepe is the one that does it and not, that, yeah. not Rizzo. Rizzo's not really, like, a ladies' man. Pepe kind of is like I get that character choice here and he like wants to go to the but I could have seen Rizzo wanting to go to the party like yeah, I could see Rizzo like food. wanting to get like hors d'oeuvres yeah like I <laughs> but I I guess actually Pepe fits better with the Black Widow bread she just also wasn't my favorite part of this movie so yeah I mean everything around her was really funny and I love that they brought Walter in as an actual character like he was one of the brides that she broke his neck yeah I thought that was really funny that they actually have him in stuff now. Yeah. Um, and, and she's but, a cool little part of the uh, the actual ride. Like, it actually makes yeah. a lot of sense that well, she that, would be what they put in. That was, like, my favorite part was... it Basically, it just goes through the ride. Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. It just follows exactly the ride. It was the best ride adaptation and the best ride adaptation format... That I can think of because the Muppets do this meta fourth wall. Yeah, the kind of so meta well. humor about it. Yeah, they, yeah, they they inherently do that. It's built into the Muppets. That's what they do. It's what. What are the names of the hecklers? Oh, Stantler and Waldorf. Stantler and what? Yeah, my dad loves them. They're his favorite. They're so um, funny. And they were go, in the Doom buggies the whole time. Yeah, it was hilarious. Like they, I. They do the meta thing really inherently well, so this is a great format for a ride adaptation. And honestly, I wish they would do more of them because, for as much as like I really liked Jungle Cruise, and I do hope that you watch it when it comes out on Disney Plus. Yeah, I'm going to. Comes out on Tuesday, but um, and I like the original Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm not going to speak to the rest of that dumpster fire series, but the first movie like was a cool ride adaptation, and I loved the idea when that came out. I was like, 
fuck yes to oh, a yeah. movie based on these rides. The Muppets, this is how you do that. Yeah. They should abandon all other ride adaptations. I don't care if The Rock's in it. They should just do it this way. They was so funny. <laughs> like, honestly, I would love to see a Muppets Matterhorn or like a Muppets Big Thunder Mountain. Like, I think that shit would be yes. so fucking hilarious. Muppets Thunder Mountain would be really good. Oh my god, yeah, that's a, that that would probably be like the highlight for me is if that's what they announce next for the Muppets. Muppets Jungle Cruise would have been good too. Muppets oh my god, Muppet Jungle Cruise could have been so been funny. Yeah, Muppet Jungle Cruise would have been really, like it's just I but also the Jungle Cruise movie was great. Wait till you see it is. I know. But I, I, I really love, wanted to and I am really excited to see it. I loved the way that this like the way it's set up like it's it's like 80s Halloween special one on one, 101, yeah. right? The Halloween challenge. Stay the night in the scary house. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the main cast is at their own party really sets us up nicely for the ghost versions of everybody in the house, I know. right? Like, we set that up perfect. This is why nobody's here. This It's totally fine. And then it's like, you have your ghost host, which turns out to be... The guy, the Gonzo. The main guy, the Great MacGuffin. Yeah, the, the Great MacGuffin. They like yeah. it's so funny. Come on, <laughs> like I, the way that they did the like walk through the ride was perfect. The stretch room. Oh my god, yeah. Like they even <laughs> say, it's like they use the lines from the ride. Mm-hmm. I watched a YouTube video of the ride before this to refresh my memory. Oh, I have that entire ride memorized. I have everything he says in the stretching room memorized. I could I could say that in my sleep. Yeah, <clears> that's mean, one of my favorite rides at Disneyland. I was actually thinking about this when I was watching this, and, and I also watched that Behind the Attraction show that you were telling me about. I watched like every oh, yeah. episode of that. And for the record, cried during every episode of that. Like, I was like, yeah. Jesus, this is it's so emotional. Awesome. But I was really thinking about the difference between the parks and our different experiences in Anaheim and Florida. And I'm like, man, I mean, I was out there like twice a year, but I couldn't do that shit. And I'm kind of like on my high horse a little bit, but I'm like, well, Florida's so much bigger. Yeah. There's so much other shit in those parks. Like, I bet you that you've done all of these Magic Kingdom rides hundreds of times more than me. Oh, easily. Because you're not at Epcot and Animal Kingdom and, you know, all the, right? Like, Yeah. yeah, like every trip you go on, there's like that many more. Like I would do this once. A year, not mm-hmm. a but like multiple times on a trip, probably right. I assume because there's only so much to oh, do. Oh yeah, so especially when we were little before California Adventure opened, because our like so, that it must have been so weird. It was just this, just Fantasyland, right? Or not? Sorry, just the Magic Kingdom. And yeah, the so it. when I was a kid, um, absolutely, we wrote we like would rewrite tons of shit. But, like, we would re-ride, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, like, three or four times. Uh, I've been on Splat. There's been multiple times where, like, the park's going to close in an hour. And so we just, dude, we do mad loops on on uh, Splash Mountain. Wow. And, and like, you lived in are, like, California. You lived, yeah. like, an hour from the park. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I was, it was there. I went there three times. Right? Because yeah, I had to fly see, from New Hampshire thing. to Florida. To yeah. go. It was a little bit more difficult for you to... To, like, be Well, there. and there's a lot more for you to see. You're right. Like, when you go to, to Epcot I mean. and all that. Like, I can't just drive there in an hour, and there's so much other shit to do at all of the yeah. other parks. And, uh... Well, yeah. And I was really thinking about that different you. experience. I, um... 
I have something that my entire family knows this, and anybody that uh, knows me will uh, attest to this, but I actually don't like California Adventure. Really? I, I, you it's know, all that for actually kids. doesn't surprise me because you don't talk about it ever. Yeah, it's. I think it's all kids' rides. I don't think there's like... Uh, what about Tower of Terror? Have you been on the? Simpsons I'm not a fan of, of those rides. Of I I don't care about that stuff. Like, oh, cool, I'm falling. Wow. Well, no, love I'd rather Tower go of Terror. Uh, no, I do it at the fair. Like, to me, that's like a carnival ride. No, I like the Twilight Zone story and how you move through the fifth dimension and it well, opens yeah, but up now it's the not park. the Twilight Zone anymore. Now it's Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know. I yeah. Well, I haven't been there since Guardians got opened up, and so it's always yeah. been Tower of Terror for me. But they still move you. Around. I don't know. I I like the thrill rides. Like but. my favorite ride at, at Disneyland is Space Mountain. Um. But a very close second is the Haunted Mansion. And I think the reason I love the Haunted Mansion so much is, A, I love the cold. And that ride is inherently freezing. Yeah, it is cold in there. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, But also, it's just, it's so fun. Part of it is you standing in this room, then you go down the elevator, and Mm -hmm. then you're walking through this hallway. And you're not even on the fucking ride yet, but you're already interacting with shit. It's like a 15, 20 minute long experience when when you enter the house, which is really cool. And the way that they do it is brilliant. Like the, the imagineering behind that ride. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do, I I think you watched it, right? That episode of Behind the Attraction. Yeah. I recommend that to listeners. The episode on the Haunted Mansion was very interesting. And yeah, I love this ride too. Like it's, and, and the Muppets. This is how these adaptations should be done. And what was really cool about this, what was really cool was that, like, it followed the ride beat for beat perfectly. Mm -hmm. And it had this neat little arc for Gonzo. Yeah. And I loved it because Gonzo is my favorite Muppet. Mine too. And I think I showed you. I can't remember if I did. I have a laptop for recording. And I put a sticker of Gonzo as... um, God was what Charles, Charles Dickens, Dickens on my on my laptop and I'm looking at it right now and I fucking love it because so that's so cool. Any time any character that Gonzo plays, he always has the best lines. Always. And he's always our narrator. He always takes he us is. through the story. Um God, I cannot wait. I can't wait to watch Muppet Treasure Island when we get there because I haven't Dude. seen it in forever. And it's that, like I can't wait. I'm just gonna tease like you favorite. a little bit. <laughs> that movie has my the funniest thing i've ever heard in a muppet movie is in muppet treasure island which bit i'm not gonna tell you you have to wait i'll try and guess it when we watch okay i i love that he has this little arc though of like he's he has no fear anything yeah yeah which really speaks to what we're saying about his character right he's always the one to lead us into the adventure he's always like yeah sure it's fine Mm -hmm. whatever like you know going flying above london or whatever yeah in 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 muppet christmas carol like i wonder i wonder how far you could plummet before you black out yeah don't try it gonzo we need you for this movie (laughs) sure is tempting He's so funny and like so I I even had that in my notes like as I was happening I was like I love Gonzo no fear just fucking do it of course he's not scared to stay in the haunted house get it Gonzo and he has to have this little arc where he has to face his fear and Mm -hmm. I love it he says that it's that no one will care about him if he's not doing dangerous stunts oh yeah if he's not doing great things and 
That okay, so that part was where I was kind of like surprised because that actually was some creepy looking shit. Oh, I know when he was like getting older. Yeah, and then like the other, <laughs> the well, other think one. Think about Muppet when... Christmas Carol. They're not afraid of creepy shit. Oh, that's true. Like yeah. that's some of the scariest shit I've ever seen in my life. Are the ghosts in that movie? Like that's true. I love them. the Muppet ghosts in this movie. Yeah, they were great. Just the little sheet ghosts. Those guys were so funny. Don't worry, we're not going to be explaining every joke. Yeah, they were, and they were just like there are ghosts like that in the ride. Yeah, um, it's fucking great. It was it was so well done, and but his real fear is as I took it was that he doesn't want to be alone. Yeah. yeah, he's afraid of losing his friends. Which is actually a callback to uh, Muppets in Space or Muppets from Space. Uh, which is also about Gonzo. It's about finding out where Gonzo's from. Yeah. But um, he turns out to be an alien, right? He turns out to be, yeah, he turns out to be an alien. I remember and seeing that he, in uh, God, what is it? He has a nightmare at the beginning. And uh, he has a nightmare about being alone because he's not like everybody else. And I remember... <laughs> he freaks out and wakes up and he's like, I don't want to be alone. And when he woke up, he... Rizzo sleeps in a sack above him so it launched Rizzo out the the window and Rizzo's like you're not alone I'm with you and he's like who said that uh is that or he's like Rizzo is that you and he's like no it's Santa I forgot my reindeer will you let me in and I just like that whole movie is hysterical to me but yeah it's a it's a callback to him being afraid of like no one being around for him yeah and Man, I'm gonna have to go rewatch Muppets in Space. Dude, it's I kind of so forgot good. that that was part of the. I'm gonna have to go watch that tonight. That one's yeah. really funny too. They have uh, the bear has to use retinal scanning to get into the secret room, but the laser's like so ridiculously bright. Then when he pulls his head away, his eyes are huge and his pupils are tiny. It's <laughs> oh my god, I was fucking dying. Oh my god. <laughs> it honestly like the and shout out to my aunt Jamie because it's all my aunt Jamie's fault. When I was a kid, she owned the VHS of Muppet um, Christmas Carol and whether it was July or October or the middle of December I was watching this movie all the fucking time I know that movie line for line from start to finish I know every song in that movie I know both versions because if you know enough about the Muppets you know that there are technically two versions of uh, Muppet Christmas Carol there's one where it has the subplot that Ebenezer was engaged and she left him and then there's one where it completely ignores that there's a version where it doesn't address that? Yeah, the one on Disney Plus does not address that. Weird. I know. I didn't notice that when I mm-hmm. cuz I watch it every year, but that's so odd. I but yeah, no, shout out to your aunt too cuz fucking Muppets, Muppet Christmas mm-hmm. Carol is awesome. Muppet Everything is awesome. The it Muppets is. at the park are awesome. I love the Muppet. I just think the Muppet so 3D funny. show, Muppets 3D. I I thought it was great, and I loved Gonzo's little arc, and I loved how at the end when they escaped, like, the, the dude at the graveyard is, like, carving the grave, and it's like, Gonzo, he didn't face his fear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, but since he did, he gets to get out. He's like, like, God, now I gotta start over again. It was it was great. I loved his little arc. The The mm. only thing that I didn't totally love, again, was, like, um, Pepe's arc, but I understand how they got there. It just didn't do it for me. I, I didn't yeah, know I get why they it. put it, just, it in there. It just didn't do it for me. I But I don't see what like that was kind of the best that they could have I don't know it's it was fine it it didn't do it for me though I wasn't enamored with it yeah I think it was just 
I think it was just there to to kind of like give Gonzo a reason. You know, like once he faces his fear, like there has to be this climax. Yeah, we got like a ticking clock. It gave us the climax. Yeah. It incorporated the Black Widow bread, though, right? That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like that they had to use her as that. Yeah as that storytelling device I think makes sense and then from there the story that they did around it makes sense I just didn't love it I didn't think the music was great I think if the song had been better I would have enjoyed that more but it was just really over the top and like yeah the only song I actually liked was the first song with Daniel Chris and the the five talking heads which if you didn't notice the one on the far right is Daniel Craig um or uh God, what's his name? Craig Robinson. Sorry, Craig Robinson. Okay, Daniel like, Craig is James Bond. James Bond is in this? No, Maybe. it's it's Craig Robinson, who, if you guys are fans of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it's Doug Judy. Um, If you're not fans of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, then he's Daryl from The Office. Oh, okay. <laughs> but they're all, it's really hard to figure out who they are because they're all, like, clay faces and stuff. But I yeah. had to pause it going through there. It was like special guest, and I love that Ed Asner was on. It was in this again. He's he's the most recurring Muppets uh, cameo in any in Who any. Who is ma- he? Ed Asner. Yeah. Oh my god. I well I don't know. You know what I'm like with names. So I know that's true. Ed Asner. Yeah. He was. I'm trying to remember where he was in the movie. Um. I think he's in the part where they're walking through. I think it's when he's I mean, walking he's through the pictures. Things. I don't really know him, to be honest. I see that he's in a ton of shit. Mm-hmm. I get happily ever after. All right, anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, I like all the cameos that they do in the Muppets though even if I don't always know who the people are like mm-hmm. I, the way that they handle it is really oh good. yeah yeah f- I like the way that they they put everybody in there like I, I love it John dude. Stamos like, should be in everything John Stamos should be in it every fucking time like he, dude just when they have we watch oh. a minute. what's his name they have Zach Galifianakis in the in the Muppet movie remake yeah. he's Hobo Joe or whatever but then when they do the telethon fucking Neil Patrick Harris and John Krasinski are there too yeah, I, I love when celebrity cameos go on the Muppets, and they always do. It's I mean, the Muppets are great. Like, there's just, yeah. I just fucking love the Muppets, and I know a lot of people who don't love the Muppets, and it baffles me. I'm like, why? What's wrong with you? What's what's not to like? But I don't know. I'm, like, really relieved that you like them. Um, Yeah, if I ever say, like, no, I didn't enjoy some kind of Muppet media, just know that I've been kidnapped. And yeah, just so pay the ransom. <laughs> You've been brain swapped by aliens when that happens. I really liked it. I thought, um, should we start taking it out of here? Do we have like final thoughts on this? Yeah, let's let's go ahead and take it out of here. Um, <clears throat> honestly, I gave I gave this a seven out of ten, and the only reason I didn't give it higher is because the music didn't really do much for me. Um, yeah, and a lot of it just felt forced. Like we've got to have a song right here. Like the one yeah. about the the one in the beginning was really good because it incorporated the gr- uh, grim grinning ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a song that plays throughout the ride. Yeah. Um, and then the one, the one that the bride sings, I was, I didn't care for that at all. I, that's what I didn't, I really wasn't yeah. into that very much. I agree. Um, I gave, I rated it a little higher. I gave it an 8.7. 
Which Damn. is just wicked specific. I keep forgetting honestly. we can do like points. I'm trying yeah. to keep it like a solid number. Oh, not me. I'm like giving all kinds of latitude here. I, I mean, I really liked it. Like it had a lot of fun callbacks. Like I liked the hatbox bear. Made me very happy. Like callbacks yeah, to the hatbox awesome. ghost in the ride. Who was like a this this feature in the ride that never worked. That yeah. they took off for a long time and then reworked it and brought it back and finally brought him back. Which yeah, I've mentioned this a couple of times. I'm a Funko Pop collector. That is actually one of the hardest. So like Disneyland has exclusive Funko Pops. Mm-hmm. Like you can only get them in the parks, and that is one of them. And it is the hardest one to get from the parks. Is the Hatbox Ghost? I think it's I like three hundred dollars right now. He, I, and so cool that they included him and like. I know. I really liked the floating candelabra. That was that randomly was cool. one of my favorite things in the ride. That mm-hmm. hallway where the candelabras foot like in the early stages of the ride. Like I I really like that. And it saved the day, which was cool. Like yeah. I, and they had the ghosts that follow you home. Um Yeah, but what I thought was really weird was they were CG. Like if you go back and watch, they're not puppets with Gonzo and Pepe in the back seat. They're CG. Weird. That's random. I know. I was kind of like, why? I don't know if I can explain that. I'll have to go back and look at that. But I liked it. It wasn't the best thing the Muppets have ever done, but it was like dead on adaptation of the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, so I enjoyed it. I got nothing on villains, though. I don't have a villain. There really wasn't there one. Wasn't, it was no, kind of like it's just the ride. Just the story of the ride. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, overall, I had a lot of fun. This is a cool way to, like, get stoked about Halloween. I might watch Hocus Pocus tonight. I know for sure we're going to oh, talk about that on our Halloween episode. Maybe I'll do that, too. Yeah, because we're going yes. to for sure be talking about it. Yeah, so the Halloween episode, guys, we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but I, I want to kind of break down what we're going to be doing, because unlike the rem- the rest of our episodes where we do discuss a singular film, um, the Halloween episode we're going to put out on October 29th. It's going to have a couple people coming on, um, just as guest stars. Hopefully my mom will come on if I have the patience to teach her how to do this. Um, and she figures out how to use her laptop. Um, <laughs> but we're basically going to be discussing just our favorite scary movies. We're not going to be talking about Halloween, the series or like, you know, classic films of the era or anything like that. We will, if they are like our favorite scary movies, but there's just too many to discuss and it's only one episode. And I think we're going to have some guest spots, right? So I, I think, I think we're going to see how many guests we have coming on and we're going to kind of get a feel for what everyone's, you know, favorite Halloween movies are. And we'll pick, some number of them to discuss. Yeah. It'll probably be a longer episode too, which will be fun for the holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but be ready for that. Um, like we said in the previous episode for the rescuers, we've got Pete's dragon coming up shortly after Pete's dragon. We're going to be having oh, the Hobbit animated film. And I'm really excited oh about this God. because I've never seen it. So it's now so the reverse weird. of Mary Poppins where Lindsay knows everything about this and I don't know shit. Well, here's the thing. I don't know that that's the case. I have seen the Rankin and Bass Hobbit in Lord of the Rings, of course, many times. Mm. My special connection to the Rankin and Bass Hobbit is that the illustrated Hobbit book that came out using illustrations oh. from the Rankin and Bass movie is the first copy of the Hobbit that I ever ran. I stumbled upon it. 
on my mom's bookshelf. That's cool. Yeah, and was like, what the fuck? And I have a little bit of a longer story about that for the episode. But so I'm looking at it right now. I, I still have it. My mom's old copy of this Rankin and Bass Illustrated, The Hobbit. And it's it's unabridged. It's the it's the Hobbit novel. The whole story, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's how I found Tolkien is through and with these Rankin and Bass illustrations. So my original vision of the world of the Lord of the Rings is this trippy shit. So while I've seen the movie, like that's it's it's not so much that I know everything about this movie. I know everything mm. about the Hobbit. But we're gonna. I haven't seen this movie more than a few times ever. It's the book, though. Like the illustrations and the drawings and stuff. Like I know that. Like, it took me a long time to shake those images. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're gonna talk about the Hobbit. <laughs> it's gonna be so great. I'm fucking excited, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's the Rankin and Bass Hobbit is fucking weird. <laughs> <So> <laughs> get excited, get stoked. It's so fucking weird. I am like well that's what I know about it like I know it's like creepy animation I know it's just like the same animation style as the last unicorn um which if anybody's ever seen that you know that movie is trippy and scary as fuck it's just it's 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 not even like how creepy it is it's how non-canon it is like wait till you see what Elrond looks like like it'll she like shook like it's so fucked up but uh but this illustration of Gollum is what got me hooked Oh shit! Like, okay. This is yeah. It's this version's Gollum. Sign me up. This is like, this is my fucking canon Gollum, like forever. Like I love you, Andy Circus, but like this is my Gollum. <laughs> yep. The rest of it is fucking crazy. I can't wait to talk about it. I'm gonna let you continue to take us out of here. But yeah. Um. So that's coming up. Um. If you guys are as in love with the Muppets as we very clearly are. Let us know. Hit us up on Instagram at uh, Go Behind the Timeline. Hit us up on Twitter at Behind Timeline. Let me know what you guys think about, uh, you know, my what I if you if you want a spoiler about what I think is the funniest joke in Muppet history, I will give you guys a little teaser on Twitter if if anybody asks me for it. Um, if you guys you know have a suggestion for something that you want us to cover or something specific in a movie that's coming up that you want us to look for hit us up on on our email at go behind the timeline at gmail.com um or if you feel like you're an expert or you uh, a movie coming up is really important to you and you just want to share that with us ask us to come on well we would love to have you we love your comments we love your feedback we read them all the time uh lindsay is super active on instagram she is constantly updating and making stuff for everybody so let us know um we will definitely do everything we can to bring you guys on but until we meet again guys do me a favor stay nerdy see you later